This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, we must start in the place that begs us to begin today, and that is Marilyn Manson on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And the story continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to talk about Marilyn Manson. Who knew at the beginning of 2021 or even this week that, well, I guess we were talking about it last week, right? Uh, uh, no, no, it was it Monday. It was yeah. Rachel Wood made her Time accusation on Monday. Yeah, well, the entire month of January thus far has just been one day. Well, it's only so February. Yeah. What? <laughs> what we're day a, is it? We're a solid four days into Feb. <gasps> I had no idea. <laughs> the point is, it's been one long day. Mm-hmm. And just a few minutes ago, uh, metaphorically speaking, we began talking about accusations against Marilyn Manson. And I feel like this is just the first sentence of the first chapter of a very long novel that none of us want to read. But we're going to read it because it is fascinating, regardless of the actual tragedy uh, that's involved. Specifically today, so um, sexual assault, violent allegations just bad dude kind of stuff allegations against Marilyn Manson. All of those things have been made since Monday and not just by Evan Rachel Wood, but other people who have had contact with Marilyn Manson. And it's like all of a sudden the world is like waking up. Like, I don't even know what we call this phenomenon where somebody sort of like, opens a can of worms that's been festering and waiting to be opened. You know, it's interesting. I'm and I'm sorry to to take you off track but for a second, but this is a phenomenon we've bec- become acquainted with over the past few years because in all of these cases uh like Marilyn Manson and I will just uh drop a few uh other kind of things that sort of went the same way, R Kelly, uh Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby. It's like things have been an open secret or the crumb trail has been there all along, but it's like the stars align in such a way that suddenly we're like, oh, now we're paying attention. Yeah, to me, it's not even like a crumb trail. It's like there were dead bodies. I'm speaking metaphorically now. Uh, I think in all cases there were, with the exception of maybe Army Hammer, I don't know. We'll get into that Ooh. at a different point in the show. But metaphorically speaking, it's like there were dead bodies strewn down the street, and we were all stepping over them. <laughs> well, either stepping over them or walking on the sidewalk, paying no attention to them whatsoever, as if they weren't there. But they were there the whole time, and the same is true for the case against. As it's playing out in social on social media and in the wider media, 
against Marilyn Manson. Today, a guitarist from Limp Biscuit of all things, and I, I have to tell you that just I don't even know what a Limp Biscuit is, but I know well, it's, it's one been that's there. not that's not stiff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's it's a Limp Biscuit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what a biz kit is. Um, but anyway, Wes Borland, I digress, from Limp Bizkit, uh, a guitarist, has spoken out in support of the women who've made these allegations of abuse against Marilyn Manson. And there's a piece in something called uh, Metal Hammer, mm. the l- world's largest, biggest metal magazine. I listen, or I read this daily. I bet you do. I love Metal Hammer. Along with Footwear News. Uh, more on that later. <laughs> Limp Biscuit guitarist Wes Borland said the following. Now, this is what I just love about the world we live in. So we're all trying to figure out what does the world have to say now uh, post-Evan Rachel Wood's accusations about Marilyn Manson. Speaking about Manson on the Twitch channel Space Zebra Live. Excuse me, what? The I don't what? know what any of those words Space- mean. That's Space Zebra, Zebra Live. Live? Okay. Yeah, that's their Twitch Love channel. Love how Holly's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's oh, yeah, Twitch this channel, man. Anyway, moral of the story is Borland said, quote, he's not a great guy. And every single thing that people have said about him is bleeping true. So relax about the allegations towards the women. Like when people say these women are coming after him right now, bleep off. They're speaking the truth. I think he's saying, like, if you think people are just piling on and creating things out of nothing, cool your jets, because this is real. He goes on to say, I'm sorry to everyone on this podcast. They must podcast on Twitch. Is that what they do? Twitch is like a live video thing. So when you're doing a Twitch broadcast... It'll be podcasted later? Well, it's not even a podcast. You just go watch the video. Well, he said podcast, so I'm just telling you his words. (laughs) He said, I'm sorry to everyone on this podcast right now who doesn't like this, but that guy, Marilyn Manson, he's amazingly talented, but he's bleeped up and he needs to be put in check and he needs to get sober and he needs to come to terms with the Siemens. Siemens? Demons. Demons. Uh, quote, he's a bad bleeping guy, and I was, I was there when he was with Evan Rachel Wood. I was at his house. It's not bleeping cool, and that's all I'm going to say about it. So if anyone's coming after these girls and going like, you, you, blah, 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 this and that, bleep you, that's all I'm going to say. Sorry to take this to a dark place, but that guy's canceled. Goodbye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. What's interesting about that statement, which he's not the first person to sign off on what Evan Rachel Wood has said, right? What's interesting about that, though, is like he's perfectly well aware that what Rachel Evan Woods said, and one wonders why he hasn't said any, maybe he has. But I imagine because we're talking about this today and he is speaking about it so forcefully that this is like the first time he's owned these things in public. Like, again, Mm -hmm. I'm just so curious as to like, why? Because we read an excerpt, like why it took so long. Right. Because we read an excerpt from the dudes that is Marilyn Manson's autobiography yesterday, wherein he recounts a time when he and a friend literally, literally were in the act of a attempting to kill someone Mm -hmm. they were on their way to the woman's home to torture and or kill her Mm -hmm. heard sirens and got freaked out and decided to not do it so like and that's only one story like that i mean there's other stories of him putting a gun in a reporter's mouth i mean this all was hiding in plain sight we've been reading it i think that 
I don't know. I Again, I don't understand what this phenomenon is where we read things and we think, oh, that's not a big deal, right? Or or did we think that this was um, him inflating his the stories to like to to somehow bolster his alter ego? I think that's partially correct. Again, in my unscientific uh, observation, right? Like that has to be true mm-hmm. that people thought the theatrical persona of Marilyn Manson and all of the things. I bet a lot of the things he said in his autobiography, a lot of the stories that were attached to him were, um, you know, probably perceived as apocryphal, but really, truly, he was like, hi, it's it's like, um, uh, what's it like? It's just like an abuser telling you they're abusing people, and you're like, well, that's too fantastical to be right. true. It can't possibly be true. Meanwhile, the abuser's like, okay, wow, now I could just I keep doing I can do whatever it. I want. Well, and that's probably what makes the stakes get higher, meaning that to to... Marilyn Manson, if he is doing all this terrible stuff and totally getting away with it, he can do more terrible stuff, right? He gets to push the envelope as far as he wants. Yeah. Oh. Well, yes. So then the question becomes, and I imagine we will find this out in the days and weeks that come, what consequences will there be? I will say, if you are trying to play the home game, and I'm I don't, okay, but if you are trying to follow the story of Marilyn Manson and the allegations against Marilyn Manson, I would encourage you to follow Evan Rachel Wood on Instagram because, uh, and there's a variety piece all about this, but I went through her Instagram last night, her stories. She is aggregating these accusations against Marilyn Manson from other women, other people. Um, she has also posted instructions on how you can report these to police, which in which relates back to what I just pondered, which is what's like what's the legal ramifications of all this? Because uh, I imagine, like Harvey Weinstein, like um, Johnny Depp, like um, pick a man in Hollywood. I mean, right? Not all of them, but. Uh, <laughs> A lot. There uh, are enough. too many of these enough. stories that that this ha- there have to. Be- Where is Lisa Bloom? Right. When is right? she like, going to show up? Like and, somebody's and rescue gonna, the story. Somebody's going to show up and file some charges. I have to believe. I will say there's one other person that we're hearing from that I think uh, people have wanted to hear from, and uh, she had not spoken until now, and that's Dita Von Teese, who was married to Marilyn Manson. From 2005 to 2006. Well, she's issued a statement on Instagram. What did she have to say? Because that's where people issue their statements these days. That's what I do. Um, She said the following, quote, uh, she said, I have been processing the news that broke Monday regarding Marilyn Manson. To those who have expressed your concerns of my well-being, I appreciate your kindness. Uh, I please know that the details made public do not match my personal experience during our seven years together as a couple. Had they, I would not have married him in December of 2005. I left 12 months later due to infidelity and drug abuse. Abuse of any kind has no place in any relationship. I urge those of you who have incurred abuse to take steps to heal and the strength to fully realize yourself. This is my sole statement on this matter. Thank you for respecting this request. That... Seems very legal. Right? So that seems very, like, I technically can say all of these things. I did not experience the allegations these people put forward. So, 
Good luck to you. I hope you take care of yourself. I imagine she has probably witnessed some behavior. Because do you want me to believe that Marilyn Manson saved all of his um, crimes for other people? Well, and that's, you know what this reminds me of? Somebody in Army present Hammer. day, yeah, Elizabeth Chambers, yeah, who has who has issued a similar statement, which basically was just like, yeah, this is all news to me. What what that tells me is that, and this, and I'm not trying to say this in a shaming way. I'm just saying, uh, anything that happened in their relationship probably was consensual. Or at least her present day understanding of it is that it was. Yeah, and that's hard for me to believe. It's not easy for me to believe either. I mean, only because it's it's the same thing that Evan Rachel Wood went through. She may have thought things were consensual Mm -hmm. at the time, but in hindsight, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday and the day before, she may appreciate things differently in the future. Right. Right. And that's why I, I, I was careful to say she may think at this point yeah. that they were consensual. Um, and I and I would leave room for that to change for her. And I would do that for any woman uh, or any person, I should say, who comes to the realization that they have been in an abusive relationship. That is not necessarily something that many people are aware of when they're in it. And that is difficult, I know, for people who are not in abusive relationships to understand the reality of. Um, but I, I, all I will say is that is, to your point, a very legally statement. Yeah, it didn't sound like somebody who was like spilling it all to like. I mean, you had the the Limp Biscuit guy who's like, yeah, yeah, he's I a saw bad a bunch dude. of stuff, and yeah. he's a bad dude. Like, which she which, had to know that he was a bad dude. Which leaves Limp Biscuit guy open to uh, any true. type of inquiries, well, right? Because he said, he said, I saw some stuff, right? Inquiries and libel. Right. So, I mean, that's why you understand why people make these legal statements, allegedly, supposedly, Mm -hmm. because they have to prevent themselves from being culpable. And she, more than most, would be afraid of that because she, more than most, was in close proximity to him and any behavior that he was engaging in. And she, more than most, I just want to say that over and over again, is just would want to avoid exposing herself. Right. Legally. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing us all the dirt. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasts platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Straight from Hollywood, it's a Dirt Alert on My Talk 107.1. The 
is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth Reese has arrived, and with her, she has brought all the dirt. Straight from Hollywood, it's a dirt alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Hey, you guys. Listen, I got my air fryer just in time for the big game this yes. weekend. What are you going to make in it? I think some chicken wings. Yes, you've oh. got to make chicken wings. And then I think, um, I don't know what else is going to happen, but I'm getting pumped. In fact, as soon as I'm done <laughs> with this very dirt alert broadcast, I am taking that sun gun right out of the box. Yes. And I'm just going to welcome it to the family. Warm it up. And like, you got to air fry something right it's off gonna the get bat. Very exciting around here. So, if you're preparing for the big game with whatever snacks you're going to be making, way to go. And I'll give you a little dish on the Super Bowl halftime show, The Weekend. See how I did that. Mm. Uh, The Weekend's halftime show is going to take place in the stands. Isn't this interesting? This is interesting and different. (laughs) So the show will be only in the stands and nothing in the field. It's really phenomenal, different, and historic. And you can imagine the crew that has to haul all that stuff out in rapid fire fashion onto the field to then have the performance and then remove it during halftime is thinking yeah. this is the greatest year ever because we don't have to do that. No yeah. kidding, right? They're, they can just like hang out in the stands until showtime. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Another source confirmed the stage and the sets will all be in the stands, but added that the weekend could step onto the field during the show. Okay, so I don't know. Conflicting Anything reports. can happen. Anything, Anything can, can happen. I mean, if you think about it, the stands are kind of a perfect backdrop, right? You can totally. almost use them as a stage. And you can create whatever. It is interesting, though, because it takes close to 5,000 staffers to bring out the stages and the equipment for the Super Bowl halftime shows, and it's 13 minutes is the amount of time that they have to do it, including the performance. So this year, the show will be put together by a fraction of that number. I mean, frankly, they just don't have the space to be able to have, like, to socially distance and have all those staffers mm-hmm. to do it. It doesn't even make sense to bring all that stuff in. I mean, listen. I don't know. Why it makes perfect sense, once again, that we're going to have a historical uh, performance like something we've never seen before right. during a historical year, right. during a historical event that we have never seen before. So the team behind the show didn't want to go virtual. The whole idea of Super Bowl halftime is that you're able to experience it. And the NFL didn't want the fans in attendance to not have that live experience because there are going to be some fans there. Um, The easy way out would be to have it somewhere else. But the live show is part of the overall Super Bowl. I do think if they would have just gone to some sort of like recorded something, it would have been a a big womp womp or somewhere else, you know, like live now from Times Square. (laughs) Live from 50 different cameras across the country. Yeah, it wasn't going to be good. How many how many spectators are they going to have? How are they doing that? Uh, Oh, twenty two thousand. Wow. Um, it's about a third of capacity. Wanna, I just want to say right now, you would not find me anywhere with 22,000 people. Well, the NFL invited 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers to the Super Bowl for free. Well, that's lovely. So a lot of people will be vaccinated there. I'm telling you, like, football is the only sport where I think, like, people have felt a sense of normalcy in a way that no other sport has this year. Yeah, it Professional sport, I mm-hmm. guess. But um, it's just, it is kind of a mind bleep when you think about that many people being in one space. But you do think... Think it's outdoors, right? Oh yeah, no. I mean, I mean there's the, a reason it's for open, it. Open, yeah. so the top is open, and so if you are able to socially distance, and then when you're not, you're masked. I mean, I would I don't just know. wear it's one of those. Like, like anything else, it's kind of like going to Target. I'd wear one of them hamster bubbles. Yeah, that's fair. And Target's ceiling yeah, like isn't open. Those, who who was that? That was was it like Sex Pistols or something that was no, doing those? It was like the 
um, who was it? Who was it that was yeah. doing those bubble concerts? That's the, oh. the Flaming Lips. Flaming Same Lips. Flaming, Flaming lips. lips. Same things as Sex, Sex Pistols. pistols. You know, same. you can see how I got that mixed up. Yeah. Um, Army <laughs> Hammer is such a creepy dude, and he wanted uh-huh. to turn his ex, Paige Lorenz, into his little slave. So gross. This 22-year-old shared a screenshot of her Instagram direct messages purportedly with Army Hammer, and he details his fantasies um, in terms of BDSM. Says, you are perfect. Don't be embarrassed by anything. You feel bleeping incredible, and the way you fell perfectly into a submissive space was beautiful. So, again, oh, like, okay. so whatever gets you on or off, however... I know, but you... But here's the difference. That's a different world, guys. It's... it's diff- But the problem I think people might have with this is her age and yes. his position. Yes. Like, that's where it gets a little... Not like mm-hmm. people can't be in those relationships. Because if you're in that type of a relationship, you know, you have, like, I would assume... I don't know. They, I watch... Um, what, what's that show on Showtime that I like so much? Um, I don't know. Uh, with Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Billions on Showtime. Thank you. Oh, Gosh, yeah, I love yeah, you, yeah. Holly. I know you can get into my brain. They, he, Paul Giamatti and his wife on that show are in a uh, in a BDSM type of relationship. But it's like equal yeah. power. Yes. And then he turns into the submissive, which sometimes somehow feels better to me. I don't know, guys. It's, it's hard. A lot. Thank you, you for bringing us on that journey, <laughs> Elizabeth Reese. Uh, and thank you for that dirt alert. Hey, we need somebody to play the 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You win a prize on My Talk 1071. Still friends in your mind. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And this is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who is on the phone today? Holly. It's Maddie. Got to turn your mic on. <gasps> oh, it's hard. Is this Maddie with the birthday today? It is. Yay! I was going to say happy birthday to you, and then you called. So happy birthday. I know birthday. it. I'm telling you, because I, I actually had to take my lunch late because I got yelled at for 22 minutes. Oh. So I actually got to call in this time. So. Well, thank you. We're so glad you're here. For everybody who's confused, Maddie sent an email and was like, hey, it's my birthday today. It's a bad day. People are yelling at me. I'm at work. Can you just give me a shout out? And this is you. Oh, my God. See, I'm telling you, lunch breaks are great. Yay! What is Maddie playing for? Maddie is playing for this. (laughs) A My Talk 1071 t-shirt. All right, Maddie, you ready to play the 30-second pop culture challenge? I am as ready as I can be. Fabulous. Fingers crossed. Here we go. Who co-headlined last year's Super Bowl halftime show? Oh, Jesus. Pass. The Corleone family is the subject of what film series? Godfather? What is the name of Prince's second major movie? Purple Rain. Nope, the other one. No idea, Pat. T-Boz, Chili, and Left Eye were members of what pop group? Oh, TLC. Brandy and Whitney Houston starred in a TV adaptation of what musical? Oh my god, I have no idea. Think of a fairy tale princess. Um, Cinderella? Yep. Who co-headlined last... Oh, God! 
God, Maddie. Maddie, I'm so sorry you did not win today the 32nd Pop Culture Challenge. However, we hope you have a happy, happy birthday. Birth- happy birthday. Oh, yep. Let's give her a little Let's give her some birthday Hold love. Hold on a second. Here I it comes. It. Here it comes. birthday to you. Happy birthday to Maddie. What did Maddie win? Nothing. 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 Uh, but you know what we will do is we'll go back and answer the questions Maddie did not get correct. Okay. Who co-headlined last year's Super Bowl halftime show? Maddie said Jesus. And the answer to that was no. It was J-Lo and I mean, Shakira. Jesus might have been there. But what is the name of Prince's second major movie? That would be Under the Cherry Moon. And uh, she got all the rest of... No, she didn't... Oh, she did get Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that we've answered all of those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items, which Holly has selected for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Ooh, celebrity gossip mysteries to solve this afternoon. Let's do this first one. Let's do it. This A-list director... Slash sexual molester not named Woody Allen is getting some attention this week for a script rewrite he did on a movie years ago. One thing that isn't mentioned is he did so because the A-plus list actress who starred in the movie and got an Oscar nomination for it wanted him to. Since they were sleeping together at the time, he wanted to make her happy. Oh, so this was a rewrite that happened at the time. Yeah, and we're just learning about it now. And I will say, give you a hint, the original screenwriter is talking about how upsetting that was to her. Oh, okay. Because the director was like, yeah, could you rewrite this because I'm sleeping with the actress? Well, actually, the actress was sleeping with the director and she was like to the director, well, can you rewrite this because I want you to make this better for me. Okay. A plus list. Oh no, this isn't like a Steven Spielberg, is it? No. Okay. Uh, well, you know there are rumors about him. This is true. According to NT Lawyer. Yes. This is true. Um, no, let's focus on the A plus list actress. That will make it easier. Okay. Meryl Streep? No. Uh, How like what age range are we talking with this A plus list actress? She's on the young side. When this was happening, she would have been in her 20s. She okay. might be 30 at this point. Oh, so this is relatively... Is this um, Kristen Stewart? No. Is it... She's 30. She's kind of stepped away from the spotlight in the past is couple of years. J it J-Law? Oh. Why does she keep coming up in these really creepy, awkward situations? Okay, so who was the director? I don't know my directors very well. I don't either. That's okay. I'll just tell it to you. It's David O. Russell. Okay, I would have never. We would have. I would have never. For the movie Joy. So if you Google the movie Joy and David O. Russell, you will find some stories from the original screenwriter of Joy saying how upset she was at the fact that David O. Russell... Went in and did rewrites on the movie. Annie Momolo, David O. Russell rewriting Joy script was heartbreaking and tremendously scary. Yeah, that's you the guys. I can I just tell you, like, if you Google David O. Russell and check the pictures, one of the first pictures that pops up is David O. Russell with his arm around Harvey Weinstein, Ooh. which is just double super gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to know why this was um, scary. I'm not sure why it was scary. I think from what little I read, I didn't. I read the report of the report, 
But that woman who is Kristen Wiig's screenwriting partner. Oh, she does also say. Um, that's interesting. So in this, we'll have to read into this later. I apologize to the audience who doesn't have the background. But in this article, she says at one point, I don't even know what I'm allowed to say. <gasps> so that belies some some oh, level of. Wow. Ickiness. Yeah, so from the report of the report from that woman who wrote the original screenplay for Joy, what I can say is that she had no say in the script Joy being rewritten by David O. Russell and that it was really just heartbreaking for her because there was nothing that she could do about it. And that Judd Apatow, who she had worked with, explained to her, yeah, there are people who are in positions of power in Hollywood who can do what they want and you can do nothing about it. Interesting. And then she ended up only only getting a story by credit. Yeah. Uh, in that movie. Mm-hmm. By the way, that David O. Russell also involved in uh, other projects like Silver Linings Playbook. Also produced by mm-hmm. uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and the movie. starring Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. Oof. American Hustle. Also well, I'm assuming that's where I mean, they Jennifer obviously Lawrence. met on set yeah right yeah next next all right well this one isn't any more or less gross yeah it's still gross sorry it's blind items they're not gonna be happy thank you bradley thank you here's our second blind item this one confirmed by the way a celebrity sibling to this former almost a minus list mostly movie actress all of you know is telling a story about something that happened to her about a decade ago when she went overseas alone to do modeling, quote-unquote. At some point, she was kidnapped <gasps> and held for three days because they wanted to sell her to someone. Oh, my gosh. She's vague about how and why she ended up being released after the three days. Celebrity sibling, former almost A-list mostly movie actress. Yes. Ma- um, what's her name? Gyllenhaal? Uh. Mm. Not Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, a celebrity sibling, because the only reason we know about the celebrity sibling is because of her more famous sibling. Okay, oh, okay. so she's not an actor. Uh, no. A-list, mostly movie actress. We all know her. We all know her. Yes, we all know her. And we also know another member of her family who is has been a guest of the program. Allie Lohan? Mm-hmm. Mm. Totally believable. Mm, let me fill in the blank oh. for you. So Allie Lohan, sister to Lindsay Lohan, is telling a story about something that happened to her about a decade ago when she went overseas alone to do modeling. Mm. At some point, she was kidnapped and held for three days because they wanted to sell her to someone. Allie Lohan is vague about how and why she ended up being released after the three days. Probably because her sister was throwing water at refugees at some point. What or, like, I... yelling at refugees on the streets of Turkey. Where was no, that? No, that was in Russia. I watched Russia. that on live. I watched that live. Oh, yeah, that's I remember. Weird. No, yes. Holly, Holly I remember when that happened, I, and you were I like, no what life? is happening <laughs> no. here? Um, I believe that it was electrolyte beverages that Lindsay Lohan was handing out to. Syrian refugees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woof. Okay, I have so many questions, and we have zero answers, and so I will not ask the questions. I will simply say... Let's do another blind item. Blinded by the item. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. As NT Lawyer told you would happen, even though the movie is awful, the Susan Lucci of Oscar nominations got her Golden Globe nomination. 
all those gifts and years of parties almost ensures her one whenever she has a movie released. It still won't get her that Oscar nomination, though. This, I feel like we've answered we something similar at yes, some point. We did. So this is kind of a follow-up blind is item saying. somebody from Hillbilly Effigy? Elegy? Elegy? What did I do? Effigy? <laughs> it's a hillbilly dead body that they have stuffed on the side of the road. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn oh, okay, Close? Yes. Oh, it is Glenn Close? Yeah, it is Glenn oh, Close. But from... not Hillbilly Effigy. <laughs> no, that's a whole different movie. <laughs> hillbilly Elegy, yeah. So as empty... <laughs> This is a follow-up to a blind item mm. that we talked about about a month ago. But as NT lawyer said what happened in that previous blind item, even though the movie Hillbilly Elegy is awful, Glenn Close got her Golden Globe nomination yesterday. All those gifts and years of parties almost ensures Glenn Close won whenever she has a movie released, but it's still not going to get Glenn Close an Oscar nomination. Nice try, Glenn Close. Oh. Did we ever decide if that movie's worth seeing? Uh, I believe I think we decided no. no. Okay. I just want to see her in that costume. I still because you know, she looks like uh, she looks like a comedy character. Everybody who says D- don't watch this movie, it's terrible, which is everybody. I it should tell me that I don't want, but I still keep like you, Bradley. Keep thinking maybe I do want to watch this. Yeah, but it's one of those things that because everybody hates it and says it's awful. Well, you got to see for yourself. I think that's what it is. It's like smell this; it stinks. Yeah, right. And I'm like, okay. Or when everybody's like, oh my god, this is the best movie ever. I'm like, I don't want to see that because I don't, you know, shut up already about that dumb movie. Like you have a angst for a movie that you have no feelings about. Right. When we return, uh, thank you for those blind items, Holly. Thank you. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, you guys, I've had a bit of a change of heart and uh, with good reason about JoJo Siwa. And I'm going to share a piece of an interview that she did last night with Jimmy Fallon uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show when we come back on My Talk 1071. Um, that was a fun forecast. Thanks for that, Holly. Whee! This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live. And mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. I'm having a little bit of a change of heart when it comes to JoJo Siwa. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, tell me why. So she was a guest on Jimmy Fallon. And, you know, honestly, I don't know if it was last night, but the, the video of it is all over the place today of her on Jimmy Fallon. And um, um, she's she's talking a little bit more about the story that came alive uh, just, I think, like the last within the last couple weeks, which is that Jojo Siwa has identified herself as part of the LGBTQ community. And we didn't really know much more about what that meant mm-hmm. because she didn't use any specific language. Um, but now she's talking a little bit more about what moved her to make this announcement. And I will tell you what is really interesting is you get a little window into kind of how a TikTok celebrity, a viral sort of YouTube TikToky Instagrammy celebrity makes the choices that they make because she talks about how this sort of happened very organically. But in the organic talking about it, 
you hear like a strategy emerging, right? So I'm going to kind of paraphrase what she said, and then I'm going to share with you some audio from the interview where she talks about kind of what this is all meant for her. Mm -hmm. But she did a video, and, and if you remember, like it sort of felt like this slow rollout because first there was a video posted of her dancing with members of the Pride House, which is a TikTok house mm-hmm. um, of influencers. Um, and she's dancing to, and now I can't remember what the song was, um, but they're all dancing together. And she says to them, I feel like this is going to out me. Like if we post this, I feel like it's going to out me. And they were saying, well, you know, how do you feel about that? And she said, well, you know, it would be true. So it wouldn't be that big of a deal. So fine, let's post it. And then she had this secondary thought, which was like, well, maybe since we posted that and people are asking questions, I'll do like a lip sync to born that this way, that way, born that way. And then this this way. And then maybe that will like answer some questions, but people will probably still have questions. And then she discloses that she was on the phone with her girlfriend. And that is sort of the big piece of news that comes out of these conversations is that she's in a relationship with uh, another woman. And that girlfriend said, just do it, just post it. And she and, and Jojo Siwa says right before that, she had talked to her and just post that meaning there was another the the one that really confirmed it for everybody was a picture of her wearing a shirt that said best gay cousin ever that her cousin had given her yeah now she discloses along the way like everybody in her family knew this was not a secret to the people in her inner circle um but she had told her publicist i'm not ready to to make a statement or confirm anything yet so let's just like let it let it go and she says very clearly, like, I can go one of two ways. I can keep teasing or I can confirm. And then her girlfriend says, yeah, put it, you know, put it out there. And so she did. And then and then now we are where we are. And then she called her publicist and said, I did it. So now it's out there. Yeah. And so that's sort of how it happened. And it and it did. I mean, it was a little bit of this, like, push me, pull you between her team and her just kind of doing her own thing. But it very much, there was calculation in how it was rolled out in the sense that she knew she could keep kind of teasing people with the with her posts or she could just confirm it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, here's what she had to say about kind of how this has all gone. My thing with coming out is it can be a very scary thing. You know, of course not everybody in the world is going to accept it right now, but there are so many people that are going to accept it right now. And like I say, even if there's a million people, say there's a million people, that's a lot of people that don't accept it. There's a hundred million that do. And I think that's something really important. A hundred million is a lot of people. And so always keep that in mind. But also I was like, I don't want it to have to be such a big thing. Like, what am I going to do? Like, have a coming out party? No, it's just who I am. And so after I posted it, I was just kind of like, all right, I'll do it. Like, I was just on the phone spontaneous, like, because she, we're, we're long distance. And so I was like, all right, I did it. Back to FaceTiming with her. <laughs> and then it was like two days later, I was again on the phone with her. We're on the phone literally 24-7. Both of our families get so annoyed at us, but it's okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but I was like, you know what I realized? How risky that was. Okay, now we can kind of, we can drop out of it. First of all, 
I realize it's really hard to interrupt her because she speaks in run-on sentences. <laughs> oh, for sure. Right? But she's not being really yelly, so that's, you know... <laughs> Improvements. Yeah, I mean, that's an act, right? So, like, it's nice to hear her for herself, right. like, through her own voice, that she's not just constantly, you know, the same on 24-7 JoJo Siwa. Right. Well, in any case, she also announced in this uh, interview with Jimmy Fallon that she is presently working on, are you ready for it? The JoJo Siwa musical, all about her life. Oh, I'm sure her fans will love right? that. Oh, it'll that's be wonderful. It'll be on Nickelodeon. She, I think, has a hand in writing all the music for it. I don't know. I guess I'm sort of just excited about like phase two of JoJo Siwa. Well, you know, and- what's really exciting is I actually have an inside look about what some of the songs oh, are. Oh, really? Sound like. Yeah, let's listen. Ah! <laughs> Cute. Ah! <laughs> it's really beautiful. Thanks, Holly. <laughs> Um, No, what I was going to say is that um, it's uh, one of the things that we've talked about in regard to Jojo Siwa is that uh, she will need a second act like all child stars do. And it's always it's always a very, very awkward space for them to be in a transition that's not guaranteed to go well. So fingers crossed. I mean, she's obviously a well-adjusted person in this aspect of her life. Mm -hmm. Let's hope that extends to other aspects as well. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is the oldest thing in your refrigerator? 651-641-1071. What's the oldest thing in your fridge? We'll take your calls after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.